When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, listeners, we have some exciting news to share. Once again, the entire Deeply Graphic Design team will be partnering with the Adobe Max Creative Conference this October 15th through the 17th in Los Angeles, California. Designers from all over the world come to Adobe Max to up-level their work, their process, and the creative journey. Max is the perfect blend of information and inspiration, practical knowledge, and creative magic. Not only will we be there for live interviews and episodes, but the Adobe team has also arranged a special discount for all of our DGDC listeners. Use the code DGDC to receive your discounted rate and stay tuned for more information on future episodes. We can't wait to meet you guys at Adobe Max. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikkel Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right, back hey, together. Hey, Bill Gardner in Wichita, Kansas. Hey, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yep, we, we got another... Bill is uh, with us. Hello. <laughs> we got another local lounge trend report to get to get to today. I can't believe it's been a year, but I started seeing happen? those emails that it's time. So welcome back to the show, Bill. Hey, thank you. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, it's I've so been, fun to I've have you. I've actually been watching... Uh, Mikhail, you're so nice. You're so I've, spunky I've and fun. I've been watching your social media and uh, saw that Nick was actually asking people for questions. So we'll, we'll see how many of them we can yeah. manage this episode. We have a few. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think what we're going to do, Bill's alluding to the fact that we've got um, some specific <laughs> questions just about logos this episode. So what we're going to do at the end, instead of just doing our normal one question, uh, we'll just oh, do good. a bit of a lightning round of three questions to ask cool. Bill. Sure. And, um, okay. Yeah, so we can look forward to that. But before we get to that, today's episode of the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, at least the first half, is sponsored by Skillshare. Uh, Skillshare <laughs> is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in design, photography, marketing, technology, design, and more, including logo design. So you can take classes in that or illustration or photo editing or hand lettering, like we talked about last week, social media marketing, freelancing, all the good stuff that you need as a small business uh, or creative small business owner. So if you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle after nine to five, or just explore a new creative passion, Skillshare is there for you to keep you learning and thriving. So uh, what did I find today in honor of Bill Gardner and uh, logo design? Mm. I found... What did you uh, I found what I found a class called Logo Design Theory and Application Bootcamp. Oh, cool! It sounds hardcore. All right, cool. And uh, you know, logo design for beginners. I know we always have a lot of uh, mm-hmm. newbies listening. And uh, 
logo design, create a mark for your favorite restaurant or bar. So, I mean, they get that granular, guys. They've wow. really got wow. something for everyone. And I love them. They've, I've got, taken... a, they've got a bunch of incredible talent uh, when you really come to the people that are putting together content for them. Good stuff. Yeah. No, it's it's not. It's a far cry from the people on YouTube that are just kind of winging it. These are all really produced <laughs> and people that know what they're talking about. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special great offer just for our listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare <laughs> is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. That's under a dollar. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Come on. It's like it's like five times cheaper. Especially than the one I just saw you drink. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> it's going up. Yeah. With the fancy logo on it. To sign up, mm-hmm. go to skillshare.com slash graphic. Again, go to skillshare.com slash graphic to start your two months now. That's skillshare.com slash graphic. All right. Very nice. So back to the really good stuff. We got Bill today. Um so Bill, I've we, I was the three of us were looking over, you know, the new trend report. Yeah, uh, been checking out over the past few days, and I have a, a couple of questions before we get into the the actual trends themselves. One yeah. thing you you talked about in the beginning of that report that I found very interesting, um, you talked about kind of a, a pendulum swing, mm-hmm. which um, we've talked about in years past. Like one, yeah. it goes to one extreme then the other. Um, so talk about this pendulum swing that you're noticing now from those really you know austere sans serif logos to what we're starting to see on the other side of it can you talk about that you know one of the things that uh you mentioned on the pendulum that kind of and and you're right we've talked about this in the past but the thing i kind of imagine is that uh with any trend it becomes more and more and more intense and it reaches that final intensity and then it starts to back off so you know it's kind of like ebb and tide um, and a pendulum is a way I kind of imagine it, if you will. But if you can, you've got to remember that these pendulums are swinging both directions, you know, and that there's one regarding color and one regarding, you know, austerity and one regarding, um, you know, uh, transparency and one regard, you know, all, all kinds of pendulums. And you're kind of yeah. dodging them, if you yeah. will, and seeing where they are at any one time. And I think the thing that we were starting to see was this uh, whole Spartan aspect of, you know, just really knocking things down to incredibly geometric solutions, uh, incredibly um, uh, sans serif kind of solutions that just seemed soulless to me to some degree, um, kind of reached its apex, if you will, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's starting to swing back. Now, when I say that, you can't take that as there is no more of this austerity to come. There is. Sure. You know, I mean, yeah, that's no are, rule. Yeah. 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 You know, there's, you're never black and white in design. You know, it's always these gray areas. So what we're starting to see is just more attention to levels of detail, you know, and yeah. uh, one of the things you may allude to there is that, you know, one of the, one of the things we were looking at this year is the way that uh, serifs are coming back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's this whole idea of just this attention that's coming back to uh, detail. Character. Within. Yeah, character is a great way to put it, Nick. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's not just a matter of having type, but it's type that's got some some skin on it. It's some type that's got some fat on the bone and some mm-hmm. curve and some swag and that, you know, has some, has some human essence to it. Like Marilyn and, yeah. Monroe. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, we could go there. Yeah. It could be, you know, but 
If you start to think about, you know, how much you can strip type back, I mean, it's it's been stripped back as far as it goes. Yeah. You know, you, you, when you start going, I don't know, is it Future or Universe or uh, Helvetica or, or, or whatever, does it really matter? You know, because yeah. it's just... Yeah. It's just been knocked back, and whether it's all uppercase or all lowercase or upper and lowercase, it's still just it's tight. It might, if it's it might matter out, to us, but not yeah. the, the but the audience. On the other hand, I think has been dying to get this back. And like, it, would you say this has been so? Like, we we always talk about that and the swing yep. going back and forth. Yep. But like, I almost feel like the from reading your review, this is probably one of the strongest shifts in the shortest amount of time hmm. because of because of how vanilla and and lack of personality we saw in things just last year. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, no, Nick, the big I think you're right. I think, I think it just got pushed to that point that, you know, design abhors a void, you know, it, um, yeah. if, uh, if everybody's running, if everybody's zigging, the best suggestion I can give to designer is to zag. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> because everybody else is going that direction. Go, go over there where there's a void because you yeah. can make some room for yourself. And, uh, with the, uh, you know, I mean, we can go back to when uh, Stranger Things came out and mm-hmm. uh, Imaginary Forces got uh, some great uh, PR for the title graphics that they created for that using Bingat. And I thought that, you know, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where I almost look at that as a seminal moment. I'm, I'm positive you guys have watched Stranger Things and I don't know if yeah. you binged yeah. it or not. Did you binge it? Absolutely. Yeah, I binged it completely. Okay. And, and, I never, and, and I never once fast forwarded through that the credits no like it was it was kind of entrancing to me every single time so with the music with the music and and everything and it it pulls to what you talked about as far as it's nostalgia it's like that that's that man everyone can regardless of where you're at you can look back and say that show and that vibe it talks to you in your past yeah you know you know so nick you just brought up a really good point Mm -hmm. which is that uh you know when when we talk about nostalgia and, and I use the word reboot quite a few times in the um, uh, uh, trend report. And it's that, you know, the, those movies that we see or uh, uh, the TV shows that get rebooted, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we know that that group of people that were there the first time around watched those shows and that they're yeah. familiar with what's going to happen. But they always put a new twist to it. You know, uh-huh. the characters change a little bit. A character uh-huh. that was a male becomes a female or the ending changes a little bit on the reboot, you know? So there's always that little bit of twist to it that happens. So you don't, you don't want the same thing again, but you Good like point. that familiarity, but those people that have never seen it before to them, it's brand new. And, yes. you know, and I kind of feel that way with uh, a lot of the font, you know, kind of going back to serifs. I, I, I made the comment in the trends that I think that probably the Stranger Things, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, graphics was one of the things that was responsible for making the, the largest mass exodus of designers from, you know, sans serif fonts <laughs> over to their font folders looking for serif fonts and going, oh, my God, look at that stuff hanging on that, on that, on that litter. Or yeah. those things hanging yeah. down there. They're just kind of like, what are those? This is just and, amazing, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. You almost know you have that font, but you've never used it either. That was yeah, the other yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I love it when uh like Stumptown Coffee brought back Hobo. Yep. Like yep. who in their world right. would put Hobo <laughs> as their number Hobo? one font? And they did it and they just said, you know, F you, that's what we want. And yeah. Yeah. not only did they do that, and it, they they paired it matches. That up with a bunch of other really exceptional fonts. Oh wow. They you know, did, I mean, but it works. It works yeah. beyond. 
Yeah. So I love, you're right. And it's almost like we're going back to the old font libraries we've archived. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm like such a Perfect. devotee of sans serif fonts. I kind of never did anything else, but I'm finding myself now kind of going to the, the serifs. Like I, you, it is incredible how easily you can Especially be influenced in, and, yeah. Yes. Especially in web. I, I would say in web and, and what you, you were, that's a great point, Wes. It's almost yeah. like when we've seen it get to that point where it's now beyond branding and beyond identity usage, but to see it back online and, and done well, there's so many great choices. So yeah, there's a lot of cool I'm, Google I'm, fonts, but I'm glad, it, I'm glad it's back. Yeah. So Bill, <laughs> I have one more question that I thought was interesting. So can you talk to me about the, um, the color shift that we're seeing, um, now that the primary place logos are being used is on screens. You talked about that in the report. I thought it was yeah. interesting. So, um, and, and I know I've talked about this before and, uh, I don't, I don't want this to become uh, hackneyed or trite, but, I, but I need for people to start with this perspective, which is that, uh, design grew out of a CMYK world and we now live in an RGB dominion. It is, yeah. you know, and, and, and people need to understand why that makes a difference and what difference it actually makes. So CMYK, obviously, you know, we all go out and we buy, we buy CMYK ink for our printers, you know, or, or when we print a four color job, we know that it's a bunch of dots that are cyan, yellow, magenta, and black that, you know, make that color. It is responsible for working because light comes down and hits it and bounces back to our eye. Okay. Basic mm -hmm. lesson. RGB is literally light that is driving straight at you. It, you know, it happens without light around you. You don't need ambient light in order mm -hmm. to make RGB work. And because of that, there is a great deal of intensity to that RGB palette that mm -hmm. an entire generation, generations before, weren't accustomed to. You know, I mean, if, if you go online, uh, you can, you know, digitally we can look at... Uh, uh, colors that they may have that luminosity or uh, may have that intensity that we would almost swear were fluorescent or that you know, were very intense and very bright that we could never achieve by trying to print CMYK. Mm -hmm. So start with that as kind of this foundation. Secondly, start with the idea that for years we were told, you know, things have to be kept in black and white or they had to be kept in a single color or, you know, a flat color because, you know, that way they can be reproduced easily in classified ads right. or the yellow pages. Right. Yeah. What are the yellow pages? You know, I mean, yeah. what, what's a phone book? What, what are classified? <laughs> you know? so it's a great doorstop, I'll tell you, you that. Know, yeah, exactly. You know, it's you go in an apartment complex and that's that's what's holding the door open or the yeah. phone books that somebody left behind. You know, it's but if you start to think about that, really when this generation thinks about what color is, they're thinking RGB and they're accustomed to much greater intensity. So we're more yeah. accepting of that. We're accepting yeah. of broader um application which means that if you pull out your uh, iPhone and you're looking at the app buttons on it and uh, the likes or whatever mobile product you use, most of those have some level of gradation to them. They're, they have some level of intensity to them. You know, well, are they logos? No, they're not logos, but they're iconic representations, which is exactly what a logo is. So here we are with uh, a, a tool that allows us to do things that are beyond just flat color. And if you take a look at... Um, 
uh, what we're calling Blurple, which uh, uh, one of our <laughs> uh, local lounge members threw that at me. And I, I know it's not new, but it's this idea of it's not, you know, halfway between blue and purple. It's not periwinkle. It's this idea <laughs> of a gradation of a color from one color to another. And as the consumer starts to think about, okay, who's orange? Mm, okay, maybe Home Depot. Who's uh, magenta? Mm, maybe T-Mobile. Who is yeah. violet gradating down through yellow? Well, dang, that becomes Instagram. That's not a color, I know, but it's a harmony. Know, yeah, it's about, everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you can take something as simple as uh, like with Belfast. And they they looked at a number of different colors there. Uh, uh, one of theirs, an example I give, is kind of a yellow that moves toward an, or, towards an orange blush in there. And that logo could just as easily have been a flat orange or yellow mm-hmm. or red. Right, but, but it wouldn't have the same gradation. impact. Right, exactly. And you know what it. it, it and really, Mikhail, it's not that impressive a logo if no. it was just flat. Right. But but it comes to life that way. Yeah. And sure. I, I think that you're seeing this done in a very subtle way. But yeah, people are thinking, you know, instead of, I, I, I kid that now Crayola has 152 box of crayons. Wow. I didn't wow. have that many choices. No. When I, was a kid. I, had <laughs> yeah. I think but the 64 pack was like, rich for my blood when I was. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I can totally remember that too. With colors like inchworm and manatee and beaver. Those aren't colors. Those are animals. You know, these are, you know, I mean, so the human mind only separates (laughs) out so many flat colors. So here we are, we're kind of expanding our color palette by thinking about other things that you can do with color. Yeah. That's so interesting. But you got to be careful too, because we don't want to mislead clients into loving something. And then when it does go to print, they see that instant dull factor hit because it was RGB off so much so many yeah, times. And so it, it's point. a it's a bit of us educating them, but I, I love what you're saying because it's true. I, I think we've been more risky with color because the fact that ninety percent of what it's gonna be used in is on a screen. Yeah. And, you know, and we can you, get away with that. You guys know the expression, uh, don't let the tail wag the dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I always kind of come back to that in these conversations because I think yeah. so many times designers get so hung up in the minutia that it has an effect on 5% of a brand. Yes. Yeah. It has an effect on 2%, maybe even 10%, but mm-hmm. the larger portion of the effect that you can have mm-hmm. with the design work that you do, look at that. Don't get hung up on the fact that, you know, um, yeah, when we do go to print that it's going to dole that down. Yeah, it is. They'll mm-hmm. forgive you for that 5% of the time. But, you know, so many companies live on the internet, you know, uh, yeah. live digitally. Yeah. Um, uh, or even if it does, you know, have a 50-50 split between digital and print, what does it matter really? I mean, it's yeah. it's the tail. It's not the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Has to, at the end of the day, it has to look good in both places. So you might split the difference there. But yeah. Um, but without any further ado, let's get onto the list. I know that's what people are wanting to. Hey, okay. They want to know what's coming up in the in this year. So, mm-hmm. do you want to just go in the order on the website, Bill, so people can follow yeah. along? Well, let me let me say this: when when we talk about what's coming up, mm-hmm. um, let me or, and I always do yeah, this with you. But let me that, let me yeah. set let me set a condition here, which disclaimer. is and, yeah. yeah, the <laughs> disclaimer. And I and you guys know I always throw this in there. This mm-hmm. is, we're, we're this isn't the trendy report; it's the trend report. 
So when, uh -huh. uh, and, and I've already gotten my first email from uh, somebody saying, well, thank God I wasn't on the list because I'd hate to be thought of as trendy. And at that <laughs> point, you wow. know, they didn't actually read the report because I make comment in there that the first email I get is always, you know. Yeah, so, um, right. the, the trend, think of trends in terms of evolution. Think of trends in terms of identifying trajectory. So obviously everything that we're looking at, anything that you look at is always history. You know, it's already occurred. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is we're identifying those things that we kind of see as at least enough on the edge and enough critical mass occurring that we think it's going to drive design direction from this point forward. So we always encourage people to look at these ideas and then say, gosh, what can I do with that idea to shove that idea forward, to, to bring something new to it? I don't want to just take these ideas and go, yeah, I can do that. Right. Yeah, I know you yeah. can do that. Yeah. yeah. What can you do to bring something new to this? There, there's that's the biggest takeaway, really. It's what, how do you use this? What do you do with it now from this point on? Yep. Because it's and it's great to see it in such a collective thing. I, 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 I always wonder, like, when you're at this stage of doing these bundles and collecting together, is it getting easier to bundle them together or is it getting harder? And you know, it's like I'm curious. It looks like they're getting easier because of maybe how much we share, right? We yeah. were talking about this a couple episodes yep. ago. Yep. We're seeing the same stuff over and over and over again. It's true. It's true. And, you know. You know. Uh, but but that's good. Um, yeah. It it's good because we have real time information now. Yeah. You know, you and we're not sitting here waiting for that uh, journal to show up that maybe the stuff was submitted that uh, to that journal six months ago and maybe mm -hmm. it was designed within the previous year. And I mean, it. We're always looking at history, but at least we're looking at more recent history. So good. Yeah. True. There you go. Here, so here. yeah, let's go ahead and kind of dive into these. Um, okay. Take your pick. So I should so, say before we get going, anyone who's please. if you're not driving or doing something dangerous, <laughs> go to go to logolounge.com. And then what is there? Just a link, a prominent link on the page, Bill? That yeah, direct at, him to at, it? at least right now. Well, there's always a, uh, a link at the top that says trends, and you can okay. go there. And by the way, you can view uh, the last 16 years. God, can you believe 16 years we've been doing this? 16 years worth of trends, which wow. is really kind of valuable because wow. it gives you yeah. that ability to kind of track and move these things forward and see how I they've... Uh, I think we're ready just to go back to 16 years ago and just start the cycle again. Just keep using You this. know, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> Wes, you may have just nailed the way I need to do this. I'm all, okay. So uh, that's Bill's. That's Bill's year off, by the way. Matter of fact, let me tell you what the 19 trends are going to be. Uh, exactly. I and and one of the things to keep in mind is it is. I used to always kind of go, well, I don't want to repeat a trend, but now we're finding some trends that are kind of coming back through, and you're kind of going, yeah, yeah. It, it's happening. Yeah, that's what happens. So let's talk about Tumbled real quick, which was just kind of goofy, and that was... Um, I love fact, this I'm going one. to talk about three of them, and they, they all have to do with shape. Uh, tumbled, mm -hmm. Outline, and Parallelograms. So Tumbled, real quick. Tumbled is this idea of, uh, you know what, people... <laughs> this was the um, best name you've ever done, by the way. Well, no, I don't know if it it's, really is or not, but, but I appreciate it. It's so it. true. It's so true. It's yeah. exactly what I expected when I saw the title. Like, my my dad used to take rocks and he would have them, uh, you know, and he would put them in uh, rock tumbler. Tumble them, they'd come out. Yeah, oh, God, exactly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's kind of what the logos look like to some degree. And and, and it's this idea, and I and I love this. It, occasionally, I recall showing a uh, client a, a logo that maybe uh, a triangle shape or uh, a star shape or something that has points to it, and yeah. it, it invariably the client comes back and they go, you know, I, you know, I like that that star logo, but 
damn it. It's real it's pointy. Sharp. It looks it's dangerous. Sharp. And I'm going to go, well, it's a star. You know, <laughs> it it's, looks dangerous. Yeah, it's going to be pointy. And, and, and you've got to back off and realize that as humans, you know, our cortex, our, our, uh, we're, we're set up. We're predilated to, to have certain reactions to things. And as a human being, one of the things that, you know, our bodies kind of came to and our mind kind of came to was, gee, if you're out in the bush and you come onto a thorn, you want to avoid it. You don't want to hit that thing. It's going to pierce you. It's going to, you know, so, I mean, yeah, so pointy, stay away, stay away from yeah. it. So that's this kind of thing in the mind kind of taken over when you see something sharp. And so the way to get around that is, you know, we have for years kind of gone into points and we've kind of eased them out just a little bit. And there's yeah. other reasons for that, for, you know, trapping and swelling and so on and so forth. But it's one of those things that can, you know, you can take that same story, just round out the corners ever so much. It still works great, but people feel better about it. So mm-hmm. it's just that mm-hmm. it feels like somebody put this into the tumble kind of cycle a little bit too long and they just keep, you know, winding down and and rounding down those corners. And I, I, I compared it to that person we know that maybe goes in and gets a suntan and they stayed in the booth a little bit too long, you know, uh, (laughs) they came out a little bit too orange. Kind of wore down. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it's kind of yeah. like you got to tell your friends when they've tumbled their logos too much. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I would uh, say this is probably a direct <laughs> response to the fact that on Illustrator, you can grab all corners and round at the same time. That- <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know, and so what do they do? They'll, they'll take that sharp logo, and one of the examples I have is this a star. I've you done know, it. I've done it. And they kind of go, yeah, okay, well, too far, too far. It, Back off. In all, fa- in all fairness, that would have taken a lot of time in the past, and to do that oh, now, yeah. it's almost a simple way to show – uh, one logo you might have that might be too pointed and then show them a more tumbled, rounded off version in a way. Yep. But, yeah. but they have an entirely different aesthetic. I'm almost thinking your trends now, like this one's a perfect example. If it could be a filter on Illustrator, you've nailed it. Like think about it, just going down to something and hitting tumble and it changes it right there to this. Well, the, the, <laughs> the next one is exactly that, Nick, which yeah. is uh, the idea of parallelograms. And that's that... Um, uh, and if, and if you look at these, it's not just a parallelogram and I, and I hate that word only because it's so damn many letters and it doesn't roll quickly <laughs> and easily, but <laughs> these are actually parallelograms that are tipped up into the, uh, as you're looking at them, tipped up into the right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's and, like if you sheared a, a rectangle in. Exactly. If, yeah. yeah, if you took a rectangle and you grabbed the two bezel points on the right hand side and you lifted them straight up, yeah. you've got this shape. Yeah. And, okay. And, That's and, a good and this is being used in a variety of different ways. And every year we've got that shape that kind of stands out in the past. It's mm-hmm. been, uh, uh, it was hexagons about five, five years ago. Um, it was, uh, four pointed stars a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was this kind of what we call pocket shields a few years ago, which was kind of a, uh, pentagon shape that, uh, was flat on the top and pointy on the bottom, like a crest. But this one is kind of, how many of you have never had a, a client that's come in and said, well, our company, we, um, we kind of, uh, we're forward moving and, and our profits are kind of going up, you know, it's so we're kind of forward and up, you know, and you're kind of yeah. going, okay, well, that's every company we've ever talked to, you know, so, <laughs> we have way, aspir- aspirational goals. Yes, so. <laughs> exactly. Aspirational all over the place. So this is just kind of this idea of tipping that, uh, up and, yeah, it's it's and, an upward trending graph, which I read that and I thought it was very interesting because I never really made that association with these parallelogram shapes. Oh, really? And not really. Like I never gave it too much thought. I did neither. Yeah, and it makes sense now that I now that I've read that. So 
Yeah. I always think of like the Accenture logo. I think it is where it has like that. Yep. Almost looks like the pointed um, arrow yes. in a motion going up. And 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 I, I love that idea. But I like even just the stripe concept is a great one to show because that's not the full logo being slanted and tilted. Right. But it's those little hints um, in there, particularly in the bottom of like the P and the so T on the top. what you're referring to is, for those people not listening, is the uh, uh, the word stripe in lowercase um, in a sans serif font, but yeah. uh, the I, the dot on top of the I it's, is a predominant of component it. Yeah. that uh, you've just kind of shifted that dot up so that it's angled uh, up like a parallelogram. Mm-hmm. So it's very yeah. subtle. But mm-hmm. I, I thought like, it is subtle. Even like yeah. um, the spot, I think it was the Spike TV logo did a really good one a few years ago where they did a kind of a slant, but then they also included the positive and reverse in a way too which was really mm-hmm. cool but i love like this is a great way to show that it doesn't have to be the entire logo slanted no, upward no 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 but no. just elements and i love it's that it's very really, really very cool. subtle the way they've handled it yep the, the last one of those um kind of shape ones is this idea of uh uh, putting an outline around things. Yeah. And it's that, you know, uh, we we all know that person who's done the uh, sports logo for a team <laughs> yeah. or the likes where, it, you know, it's, man, it's a Six mandatory. Six outlines. Yeah. Yeah, it's mandatory. <laughs> you design that logo and you've got to put a gray outline around it. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the only way that we really know that it's a sports logo. Yeah. It'll work on black or on white or, you know, well, hell, it works on gray, so it'll work up that way too. But mm-hmm. this is not... Uh, so much for teams. This is, you know, it has nothing to do with teams, though that might be part of the thinking here is we're trying to transition some of the value of, you know, the equity of a team identity over to some of these logos. But these are logos that they've gone ahead and the logo pretty much stand on its own, but they've gone ahead and put an outline stroke around the thing uh, just to kind of encompass it. So I bet this came a little from the fact that enamel pins everybody's doing that yeah. artwork to kind of replicate with the big fat outline around it. Hmm. And, That's interesting. and when I, when I looked at these, I was like, Oh, maybe there's a way that I love that these lock up a logo too. And, yeah. and we were talking earlier when you strip the personality out, how, you know, give it something by doing something like this, where it's framing it. Maybe it's giving yeah. it more of a unit specifically for busier logos, you know? I, so I like those like, it feels like, because... Oh shit. Why didn't I call it a enamel pin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, oh, please. Sometimes Can I name one one year, please? <laughs> Sometimes it's just that little nuance that you add on to something, you know, that takes it from being a uh, commonplace mark to something that has yeah. a little tiny bit of extraordinary attached to it. So, yeah. you know. It's really cool. Great great examples, though, I think what you showed. Maybe just one simple thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Love maybe it. I'll turn it over to you guys. Have you got any uh, particular ones in here? Because obviously there's Gosh. 15 trends per report, and I'm glad to talk about any of them, but any one of them in particular that you guys are kind of focused on? I, I'd love to get your, you know, I think we talked a little bit about certain ones similar to the modern religion one. Yep. Um, and I love that. I think the name of it, again, dead on, it's exactly what it is. It's almost this feeling of like it's a cult or a religion or something, but then it's done in in this graphic very graphic, heavy, modern feel. You know, you know? so let me let me kind of address uh, something here, which is um, kind of the elephant in the room on some of these logos this year, is that, you know, uh, I don't think a single one of these logos under modern religion are probably uh, logos. ever going to, yeah. Yeah. I no, mean, and, frankly, I love the, and I love that you addressed that in here, yeah. They're treat- you know. These are treatments. These are, because I think the one that Chad Michael did that's yep. on deck of cards, I believe, or something. Oh, it's like, yeah. right? It's, it's beautiful. Not, it's beautiful. It's not meant to be the branded icon of a company. 
And actually, you know what? I think that the Theory 11, yeah, I mean, that probably came as close to truly being used amongst these. But I, I mm-hmm. kind of make the joke that uh, it's kind of like uh, somebody came across a box of ritual items from some um, uh, lodge or fraternity or something like that, and they spilled them on the floor and started picking up the things, kind of going, ah, okay, well, a, a ruby and a skull. yeah. yeah. And mm. a sword. What can I do? You know, and it's oh, all it, yeah. It kind of deep and, and it's like layer, 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 layer. Oh, reminds me works. a little <laughs> bit of like Ed Hardy too, which is I hope that's yeah. not yeah. poised for any. That never of... comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done with that. but uh, but I, I brought this up too because I think it goes hand in hand a little bit. I know I'm jumping ahead, but in the the established and the trademark thing, yep. where it's so overly used to the point now, where I don't know if the authenticity and the authentic vibe of that it sells anymore where it's breaking up and it's this logo becoming 18 different components and not the thing that really sings solidly on its own. Yeah. You know, I almost, sometimes I feel like those are great examples and you know, I'm a big fan of all these guys and you know, Jay and Sean, but like, um, but, and if it works for the brand, I get it. I love yeah. that. And it yeah. works on brewing. It works on Yeah, it does. I was stuff. just going to say, brewing is a, a, an awesome opportunity to utilize it really, this it, line of it design. It really works. And but I've seen a lot of cases, examples where it, it could gets be too that much. Just the, fo- just the, is that a dog, a fox? That yep. it, it it's it's featured standing alone. Oh, yeah. Like. Um, on I wanna, I wanna, on a number of with with respect to a number of different applications, even Revolt, just the emblem oh, itself yeah. is probably going to be utilized. And he has; it's been done. Yeah, both yep. these guys. Yeah, I've seen their so, other applications. So I don't think this is entirely the uncommon. Logo. The full so-called lockup, and then and for signage purposes, etc., and then utilizing just emblem only for several simplistic applications. Yeah. Mikhail, I, I think almost... you've really captured it. I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so for those that uh, uh, aren't visually looking at this right now, uh, the logos that we're talking about are a group that I called, um, and I'm going to say it because uh, why not? <laughs> it's uh, E-S-T-T-R-D-M-R-K, or okay. I would pronounce it S-Turdmark. No volume. Um, no no vowels. <laughs> no. no, just S-Turdmark. Bill, um, do, you, it, it, do, you, yeah. do you brainstorm these, na- these names for description purposes, is it a roundtable team effort, or does it hit you like straight away, and you just know? Because yeah. you, yeah. So you, a lot of these are spot I on. I don't roundtable them because if I did, somebody would have told me not to yeah, call it. Yeah, too many yeah. cooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, um, no. I mean, no. Some of these come from suggestions from people, and some of them I just put on there. But just to kind of define this mark, one of the things that's going on here is these are generally, there is a graphic component symbol uh, that is in the mark that has uh, some accoutrement of type that's hanging around Mm -hmm. it. Also a larger in the hierarchy is the name of the company. It's what we would typically call a badge. But the the thing that's not happening here that Mikhail started to really identify for him and I think did a good job of describing is that these elements aren't locked up in a badge with some kind of a circumscribing shape that normally would hold a badge together. They're done in such a way that these elements can be um, juggled 
and reconfigured so that if it's going on to a can of beer, you know, it, it's going to look one way. If it's going to go on to a uh, coaster for that can of beer, it might look another way. Or if it's going on to the, the water tower full of beer over that town, you know, it's, you know. So mm-hmm. you can actually kind of change these around. And the reason that it's called uh, S-Turdmark is because designers have this way of... I. I'm a little bit OCD. I've got certain things that I, you know, I've got to do in a certain way. And I realize it like, um, okay, if you're, if, if you're my wife walking through a, a store behind me, you see me keep walking up to fabrics and running my hand across the fabric. And then I've got to go up with my other hand and rub that hand on the fabric too, to see if it feels the same to both. And, and I know it does, <laughs> but you know, but it's just one of those goopy little, you know, side things that I've got. And, and I think that designers are OCD when it comes to dealing with abbreviations and putting these marks together because they'll go, okay, we, we want to put trademark on here, but trade is five letters and mark is four letters. That's yeah, a, totally. A is a little bit yeah. wider than if I do four, if I, okay, if I do TRD, that's three letters and MRK is three letter and, and established. Is that the number of letter numbers in yeah. the date? And like, you know, and we get all, we get all tail yeah. wagging the doggy about, you know, what we're going to do to match things up. So a lot of these logos have these abbreviations that we've worked into them that, mm-hmm. um, Maybe we haven't vetted by the copywriter. So when we put TRD and it phonetically reads as turd, um, <laughs> it's a good idea to call it a turd yeah. mark. Um, you know, so just saying. East, so, yeah, Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think there's just a word to the wise, that, especially young designers, that I see attempting this look. And, and sometimes I think it overshadows, like what you said, Mikkel, the beautiful, you know, uh, animal or the beautiful lightning bolt mm-hmm. that both these guys did like and and that's where i see i think a lot of times we, we shouldn't be emulating it just because of it being a the, like going back to what you said because it's trendy do yeah. it right and get it don't let it overshadow what's important about the logo and you because picked I, great i never get great examples without making this one comment nick that you you bring up which is uh Worry less about where you are. Worry more about how you got there. Yeah. And it's, you know, so if you know the reason that these marks came about the way they did, that's more important than just looking at them and having one of your students go, I like the way that looks. I'm just going to do something like it. But why? Know why it works. And is it the appropriate client and brand? And and does it work in their their atmosphere or ecosphere or whatever that? Yeah. Yeah. And this this one, more than any of the others, to me, seems like, unnecessary and like it's just kind of almost an apology like i feel like we need something more here so i'm just gonna (laughs) put established in 2018 like do you have any kind of insight as to why people feel the need to or would want to put an established in i i I see the point if you've been around since 1890 or or 1950 Mm -hmm. but if it's 2015 why even put it on there Okay, well let's let's dive into that, and it's a it's a real deep vein that you just struck there that I want to kind of address, and okay. that's that so much of this year's report uh, goes back to nostalgia, and we talked a little yeah. bit about that with type, but we're talking about uh, a generation uh, that is coming on that, um, and and I guess you could say this isn't unique to this generation, that every generation is like this, but that, you know, didn't experience a series of generations before us. So if um, if you're looking at some of the graphics and kind of going, God, that reminds me of the 80s or the 60s or the 40s or the 20s, you know, 
Um, they obviously didn't live through them. Frankly, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. out there in that market that didn't live through them. But we yeah. know the references that kind of reference that period of time. And this even goes back to the austerity comment, which is this idea of almost... And I hate to use cocooning because, uh, you know, that was a, a term that was used years ago. But it, but it's almost that idea of the counter to uh, the idea of everything being digital and um, cold and inhuman that we're starting to see humanity played back into things because it makes us feel more comfortable. And if, yeah. if a designer goes back and they're designing a custom-made tee or a befit or a bespoke uh, suit designer's um, you know, logo or something that is referencing a craft, a, a bar that serves, you know, that has mixologists that are putting together wonderful old drinks mm -hmm. and the likes, then it's permission for us to kind of go back in nostalgia. Mm -hmm. and grab some of those elements from an era that has passed and blend those with things from today. And it's, and it's almost like looking at the Esther Mark, yeah. uh, thing and kind of going, yeah, I kind of see this feel of, you know, this, yeah. this badge. And, and the reason that they are saying established, uh, 20, you know, 17, despite the fact that that was last year is because it still references that language that shows that we have a respect for that era gone by, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's imagined or it is imaginary legacy, but it is still something that is acceptable. And you may not be reading that. You know, how often do we actually read the date? No, it's, right. I mean, visual, it's visually there. We know Absolutely. it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you're right. In that zone of like food, drink, yep. even location-wise, it, it draws back to what they want people to feel, I think. And that is that crafted thing. It has to. I think the, the, the question is, is just make sure you're authentic to that. You know, I think... But all of these specifically Revolt and Northman show a modern feel that brought that old thing back, yep. which I really, I appreciate and love. And I think also sometimes we might know that as a cliche, but we got to think of the eyes of the viewer, the, the eyes of the potential consumer for this. True. It might just be enough for them to feel everything that I think you just kind of said, Bill, you know? Right. And I think it does. You know, it's Go hard back for to somebody memory. to tell you you're doing yeah. it wrong if they didn't live through that period of time, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool okay. stuff. So the one, one guys. the one I kind of like is the neo vintage, and a, and a lot of these have oh, the yeah. common thread that we talked about um, between that and the black and white hipster That's one of my and stuff. Too. But I'm um, loving yeah. this too. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Well, I take particularly a look at those like first the old two. flamingo. That, well, let's take the old flamingo me. for a minute. Oh, um, makes me think of your t-shirt, yeah. your shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it does. You know, so the uh, the flamingo. For those that haven't seen it, it's a, uh, a bespectacled, top-hatted flamingo, and I don't know, is he holding a drink? I'm not sure. That uh, almost looks like it's kind of mm -hmm. walked off of somebody's front lawn on South Beach. You know, it's no. this wonderful-looking mm -hmm. yeah. uh, flamingo that has type that goes over the top of it. It was something that was done by uh, Amit Botre. Mm -hmm. um, at spin design. And I, I think the thing that I love so much about this is again, it's this combination of new and old kind of pulled together. So even though everything about it looks to be incredibly vintage, would you have seen them putting type across the top of a symbol like that back during that period of time? You wouldn't, you no. know, mm -hmm. uh, the type was always off kind to of the side. separate. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, yeah. and part of it's because technology wise, you know I mean? Yeah. Now we can just drag type up on top of some graphic. 
If it was done yeah. back then, it would have been a cut of a flamingo and it would have been a cut of some type, you know, and they would have printed yeah. it separately as right. components. So right. you and start it looks overprint. It looks yep. overprint exactly. too. Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's like a multiply over the pink. Yeah. So it bold it bolds when it yes. which is so smart and I, I think it looks I great. I love that. You I love at, the it brings so much. I love the harmony, which is uh, done by forefathers group, you know. Oh, I mean, those uh, they are you know, just, again they type that over is the top of an old cut. So I love, yeah, that when I saw their whole case study awesome. on this one from Forefathers, it's really awesome. That, it's just unbelievable. And it's not beautiful. vibrant. I, I, love I love that the pink is dulled. Mm -hmm. It's just really, really, oh, yeah, yeah, even yep. that one, yeah, yep. No, um, and so again, it's and look it's at the spectrum of, on this one because look at Farmer John's, it's this all black and white with an animated kind of mascot and character, yep, retro feeling font, yet it's still easy to read, right? Mm -hmm. But it's yep. not. It's not Helvetica. It's not something just, mm -hmm. you know, universe bold. It actually actually has some character and it's still successful. Mm -hmm. I love the little guy. I'd throw that on a t-shirt in a second. Look at mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. We, we all love mascots, don't we? <laughs> exactly. Of course. Done right. It's amazing. If done right. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Nice. So what, what else do you have to say about these other kind of vintage inspired logos or like black and white? You know, me, what do we have left? Black and yeah, white hipster? Let me, and, let me address the black and white yeah. hipster and... Um, first of all, I want everybody to understand that when I use the term hipster, that it is tongue in cheek <laughs> because I have uh -huh. never met anybody who is willing to call themselves a hipster. You know, uh, matter of fact, True. when I was in Creative <laughs> South, I, I introduced this by going, okay, just real quick show of hands. And if there ever was an audience that you, <laughs> you could have said were hipsters, they were hipsters, you know, but <laughs> I said, okay, how many of you are hipsters and not a single hand goes up, you know, because nobody would like to have that title. Nobody right, right. wants to be called a hipster. But <laughs> I, I use that because literally the creative market, which, and I'm going to go on a soapbox here for just a minute. Um, <laughs> and I actually talked to some people that uh, were, uh, you know, uh, contributors to creative market and made good money there. And, I, and I'm good with that. I get that. But um, one of the, one of the things I do in my presentation is I show a pack of 330 logos for $10. Guys, 330 logos for $10, you know, or the parts and pieces. How much can we devalue what we do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that yeah. literally is 3.3 cents a piece per, per logo. You know, that's not $10 for a logo. That's, you know, less than a nickel for a logo. And I'm not saying this because I think that's a good deal. But mm -mm, right. where I'm going with this is that you go to Creative Market and there were all these logos that were de being developed that were being kind of you know, a hipster logo, which, you know, would be the, the crossed arrows with the, you know, initial here and here and uh, the other quadrants filled with a, a crown and a fire and a or mustache. something like that. Yep. And, yeah. Mustache. You know, yeah. A mustache, exactly. <laughs> and it was here. I'm going to put this part and this part and these fonts together that were all provided in a package and I've got this logo. And I think it became such a flash in the pan that it became a joke, you know, yeah. to, to have even done one of those overnight. And mm -hmm. we, uh, we've all done it. It's okay. I mean, we, you know, yeah. we all were intrigued by it and did some, but this is actually, somebody is trying to dig out of the hipster hole, which is, they're saying, you know what? I recognize that what made those work is they had a good icon. They had a good encompassing group of type. They yeah. had, 
some unique kind of components. So as I'm sitting here looking at the work <clears throat> that uh, Sunday Lounge ended up doing yeah. for the Colorado Brewers, you know, I mean, that's a well-crafted little illustration of the buffalo. It and is. You, you get the Colorado mm-hmm. Sea in there, and you get the wheat yeah. or the barley or whatever the grain is and the drink, and, and the buffalo is kind of made out of hops. And I mean, and you get the mountain on top of the buffalo. Look at all the stuff that's yeah. going on in there. And you, you got know? the 2017 mm-hmm. in there too. They got it all. Exactly. You know, so And that little, and the little badge to the left. I love that. So yeah. it, it all works really well, but it's an homage, if you will, or kind of pulling out of that, you know, whole hipster kind of badge idea. And yeah. literally, uh, Creative Market has a package called Hipster, hipster. Badges. <laughs> and I was going, no! They're the only <laughs> ones, they're the only ones that will call it that, like, yeah. and take it. And proudly, I guess, in a yeah. way, because they know people, you know why? Because they know people are searching for it that way. Exactly. So you know, gonna, yeah. so you're going to find it. Nick, but, like, yeah. <laughs> I love that perspective because you know that when, well, you're, when you're searching, I you're kind of going, you know, um, I did uh, search it. I was hipster. I, because it's like, hey, if it's out of your wheelhouse too, yeah. I, you want to look, see what's happening. But like, what, what I love about the ones you've shown and, and anytime I've look at these and kind of admire them, what the two things that stand out to me is best use of hierarchy and yeah. some breathing room. When, when they're crammed and everything is of the same weight, yeah. uh, you, 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 it blurs and you see nothing. But these are great. Specifically, I love the Sunday Lounge. I mean, that thing is just killer. Yeah. I, I, that to me n- nails that trend perfectly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? Brian Steely's uh, piece that he did in there for uh, Geraldine's is, and I'll tell you, Brian is yeah, such a talent. I, oh, I just had a chance yeah. to really meet up with him here a couple of months ago, and he was very kind about uh, how important Logo Lounge has been in his life and uh, oh, you know, great. In, the, in the work that he does, so he's a very kind individual from that perspective, mm. too. Yeah, I love his work. He's, yep. he's really killing it. Good deal. So, um, trying to think, uh, you know, one other thing that uh, uh, happens in here color-wise that I mentioned is this idea of uh, gold kind of making this mm-hmm. uh, surgence. Yeah. I'm not even calling it a resurgence. It's just, you know, why all of a sudden did, and, and this was one of those things that statistically is kind of proven out by our um, uh, database that we have on Logo Lounge. And I, I don't know that people realize it. As I pull these together, there's a lot of intuition that goes into it. But at the same time, uh, we can go into the database and look at aggregate information of what people are searching for and the industries they're searching for and the words that they're searching for and, you know, the things that people are submitting, the the, the words that are associated and tagged to them. And gold has just popped up there, you know, over the last year. And it's been one of those things where, kind of, gosh, why gold? And maybe it's because I, we're utilizing more and more gradients. And mm-hmm. it's easier for yes. you, instead of putting 137 gold up there, you know, which is kind of like this brownish yellow, yeah. it, all yeah. of a sudden it, it actually stretches into something that looks like it has luminosity or it is reflecting and just... Yeah, I, I would say, too, I, when, when, the be, when the best examples of this have been out there, they really grab your attention. And I think it's no doubt this is a trend. I've seen it being used probably the last year or two. And to be honest with you, I, 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 I think a lot of these I see and I go back to what I remember Jay Fletcher his first few year, maybe year yeah. or two of what he was doing was so in this. I, I think he's really been a, a real driving force of this, of yeah. this look. And I think and I have, I so think alienated. I have another, I have another theory about the gold as well. Um, What's that? So it used to, it, it, I think it started in interior design because it used mm. to be gold was kind of a joke. It was kind of, yep. you know, like only like Donald Trump would have a big gold apartment 
But then um, mm-hmm. the past few years in interior design, like so slowly silver accents have given way to mm-hmm. gold, like brass yeah. uh, cabinet yep. poles yep. are in, suddenly in style. Brass hmm. lamps are in style when they used to just yeah, be true, considered true. kind of a, a design joke. And I think it might have filtered yeah. through here. You know, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought it's that premium. up. Mm-hmm. It's premium. It, it is. But Wes, the thing that you've just brought up there is kind of a, a deeper insight that might help people better understand because you're talking about the interior industry. And uh, because my wife and daughter are both interior architects and, uh, you know, uh, and, I'm, and I'm associated with that kind of crowd. Yeah. Um, when people make an investment in anything that is long term, and that's the chair that you're sitting in to, you know, the desk that you buy to the fixtures, uh, your, your knobs on, you know, your credenza or whatever it is. Whenever there is an investment made in that, it is a long term investment. It isn't as ephemeral as a lot of graphics are. And because yeah. of that, it means it's going to stick around. It's one of the reasons that, you know, God forbid Mauve ever came into existence was that, you know, <laughs> there was a period of time when Burnt Mauve orange. got a little bit of attention and everybody put, you know, Mauve into their, you know, interiors. And yeah. all of a sudden they just yeah. locked themselves into a 10 year window that they had to stick to that, you know, before they can replace it. So that whole idea of gold is something that's going to stick around for a while because mm-hmm. it is being driven by a lot of the interiors industry. And also too, we were saying earlier how we're all digital now. Not much is being done in the print world. Yep. This allows gold to work in the digital world because like you said, the gradations reflect that, that shimmer and that, yep. that premiumness that like you've talked about Wes, where if that's come back and that's looked at as premium and now we can put it in our digital art, yeah. I, I think it, it if if that's the if that's one of your words on your list with your client as far as prestigious and yeah. you know and and uh, high premium and value then it works it well, and, really does and gold's always been associated with quote premium but now for the first time in a long time it's not considered every day it's not considered like yeah. gaudy for the first time <laughs> in a while yeah, yeah. yeah. you know so I, I, yeah, I've got to go back to your opening comment that not that Trump. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of loving your combination of Trump and the gold. Yeah. Oh, that's that's not good. Like that's how, not like, when I used to watch The good. Apprentice, they would go into his apartment sometimes. And it's like, oh my god, like this is like the worst looking. Like everything was gold, or, yeah, from head to toe. Or like uh, lifestyles of the rich and yeah. famous, and everything was of that opulence. And it's you're right, it's like shiny and it's brassy. But yeah, here we are. We're living in a world where these gradients and like look at the one here with the uh, the crown and in the blue circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I love about what I love about this gold trend too is the secondary colors that go with them are so intriguing too. Yeah. You yeah. know these slate these slate blues and these yep. like you know yep. burgundies. All of a sudden now, man, I, I th- that is a whole other playground when it comes to palettes. That yeah. is so neat yeah. because of this trend. You know, gold, gold is a it. neutral color. I mean, it even mm-hmm. even though it, you know, okay, it's a diff, if it's a, it's a different version of yellow, but you know, um, yeah. it's it's almost like you can put a green plant into a room despite the fact that there's no other green in the room. You can have wood which is brown in a room despite the fact that the room is entirely in cool colors. You can, yeah, yeah. you know, so there are yeah. those things that we forgive, and gold is one of them. So yeah, True. yeah, I think we we got to spend some time on your serif. Uh, redo here the uh, that's such a big one that i think goes back to your opening statements really about this this coming back of nostalgia and this like hey guess what type can have character you know Mm -hmm. and i I, I, in just the logo 
you know, I, I, I think one of the things that I really love about uh, this is that it's not just picking out uh, serif font, but these are these are some fonts that actually have uh, some good soul to them. You know, yeah. um, they they have some character, and there are some nuances to some of them. So that uh, you know, uh, the work that Pentagram did for uh, Buffy, which is a uh, I believe it is a vegan comforter line. I'm kind of going really. Uh, but you know, mm-hmm. but, but, but look how fat and coming I mean, that it, it almost looked like you could run out and take a dive and crowd surf on that thing, you know, without really getting yeah. hurt, you know, yeah. so it kind of relates back to the product. Um, yep. uh, Chibani, uh, you know, uh, for anybody who hasn't really taken a look at what Leland Mashmeyer and his team at Chibani oh. and, you know, he came, uh, out of, uh, was one of Brian Collins' original uh, group. Uh, his work on that beyond the letter form on Chibani, take a look at the entire complement of graphics. The illustrations? In conjunction with it. The illustrations, the photography. Oh, yeah. uh, the, com- the commercial work. Goes, Have you, yeah. You know? It's it's just beautifully crafted and well put together, and he's a master at uh, doing these kind of things. But look at where Chibani came from. It, it lived for 11 years building its, you know, foundation and critical mass with a very almost inhuman kind of robot oriented, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sans serif type that was a little bit too futuristic. I can't even yep. think of what their old logo looked like. So that the is all, a testament all caps for making it a little like... change. I'm not much of a yoga guy, but yeah, I'll I'll look it up. (laughs) Well, believe me, they've got, uh, they, I think they now have, uh, close to 20% of the market of, uh, uh, Greek yogurt, which is a real, uh, testament to their success. I I want to, I got a question for you, Bill, because this has come up a lot. Yep. And I think you'd have a great suggestion for this. I've had about nine clients in the same zone say, we love what Chubani did and where, how can we, they just want to ride that coattail. Right, yeah. because yeah. of the incredible legs and and how this has been established, this is going to be a case study we're going to look at years to come. Mm-hmm. I, I I guarantee it. What do you say to the to the client uh, when they just want to grab onto something so trend worthy? And I don't even want to call this one a trend because it's it's such a revolution for their brand. But what would you say to to the client when they're so inspired by what they see? Yeah. So here's here's how I would address that, Nick. Which is, don't look at the parts and pieces that made Chibani. Look at mm-hmm. what the parts and pieces accomplished. So, and then, yeah, okay. shoot for that. So instead of yeah. saying, man, I need that font because that font's what <laughs> made Chibani work. No. Say, why did they use that font? Well, they use that font because Chibani is smooth and creamy mm-hmm. and chunky mm-hmm. and it has mm-hmm. this essence to it as a product. And does this speak to that particular product? And you go, okay, I'm not selling Greek yogurt. I'm selling a, you know, uh, a nozzle for a, uh, aircraft for gardening, you know, exactly. Yeah, gardening or something. For yeah, gardening. Something totally you know, different. okay, well, let me think about that. Is it smooth and creamy and chunky? No, it's not, mm-hmm. but is it something that I believe that this tool can be more humanistic, that it, you know, yes. it's intuitive, that people want to respond to? And that's what you're looking for. It's the uh, bigger you know, picture so it's, stuff. It's, yeah. it's kind of go, why is this working? It's working because. Right. Or, you know, if, if you like that graphic kind of Matisse cut language that uh, mm-hmm. uh, Leyland's 
team developed for Chibani, do you, you know, do you start to go, what I really like about that is the uh, way that you can take these different graphic elements and you can interchange and you work with them. Does it have to be Matisse? No. Could it be something mm -hmm. else? Yeah. Could it be, you know, so step away from, you know, the palette he's using and the pieces he's using and the, you know, but investigate each thing and say, why does that work? Yeah. It's a good way to look good, at that's it. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so I think we have time for one more before we get to the questions. And that it, let's talk about um, the punctuation. I found this okay. one interesting. I haven't yeah, seen a whole yeah. lot of this in past years. So what can you yeah. tell us about this one? Well, here's what I love about this is this demonstrates more than anything else how I believe designers make a tremendous difference in the way that a company looks at a brand. Um, let me, let me take Darling as an example here. Darling is a publication. It's geared towards a women's industry, um, but is a real credible publication. It's been out in a number of years and Darling ended up, uh, <laughs> it's, it's sin or it's serif. It's a serif font. Mm -hmm. But what they did was at the end of Darling, they put a comma. And it's this brilliant idea. <laughs> I, I like I love it. Yeah. Some designer came to them <laughs> and said, I know, your name's Darling. We're hmm. going to put a comma at the end of this because I want you to think of what that means. It's just Because so this is a conversation that somebody is having with you. And how do you open up a conversation with You leave it hanging like comma. that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I so think that's the most successful of all these that I'm seeing here, yeah. Like cover cover the cover the uh, comma, yep. and it's great. It's and then darling. You show the comma, and all of a sudden, darling. You're right. Yeah. It's the beginning of a conversation. It's like it's almost like they're starting the conversation, yep. and now it's in your court. Right. And, and it's just the. You know, it's kind of like a couple of years ago when we saw ellipses kind of coming in. It's one of those things where what does an ellipse do? It you know, mm -hmm. see those dot dot dots. It tells you I'm holding my place here because there's more to come. And, yeah. you know, this, you know, by throwing that comma in, or if you to take Oath, who's the uh, uh, publication parent, if you will, for, uh, for you know, Verizon, uh, by putting that colon after Oath, you know, what does colon mean? A colon represents there is a list of things to come. Yeah, there you go. Okay, what is Perfect. Oath? It is this list of different publications. You know, it's uh, the Huffington Report. It's, you know, it's, yes. Yahoo, it's, you know, it's all these other elements that are in their corral, if you will, of publications. So yeah. it's kind of like Oath, colon. What, yeah. It's just mm -hmm. the brilliance of what a designer brought to these by saying, look at the extended value we can give to your name, the additional meaning by doing no more than adding a piece of punctuation on here. And I just, you yeah. know, yeah. it shows the designer is thinking. I yeah. always wonder, though, when I see this, does this mean when you, like, when anyone just like writes out the name of the company in memo form, like <laughs> do they, they have do to they include the punctuation? Like, like the movie, yeah, like that's the a good movie point. Seven. I don't like this is a little bit of a tangent, oh, yeah. but the movie Seven used a number seven as the V. So whenever mm -hmm. you see that movie title written out, they have the seven in it, and it's just like this may be going a little too far. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's a good point. It's almost wonder... like when somebody writes a letter to Darling now, and it says Darling. Yeah. Comma, comma, <laughs> comma, comma. Wait, darling, should that just comma, be one comma, comma, comma or is that Darling comma comma? <laughs> comma 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 Great chameleon. Point. All right, chameleon. I knew you were gonna <laughs> it was right there. I couldn't let it go. All right, cool. So up. just so you guys know, we did skip over a few of these. So if you have time, yep. go and um, check out on localounge.com. Yeah, and mm -hmm. yeah, here's, here's the merciless pitch. Um, 
in here, yeah. which is for those that aren't familiar with Logo Lounge. Um, Logo Lounge is the world's largest searchable compendium of logos that are Ooh. highly contextualized. It is a paid membership. There's outside information, and you can certainly reach all of these trends without uh, uh, coming through the paid wall. But we've got over a quarter of a million logos that have been uploaded by our thousands of members in more than 100 countries around the world that are highly contextualized. So that if you're designing a logo for a magazine, you can type in magazine, and it's going to pull up every logo done for magazines. Or you can break it down to the very best stuff that have been judged. Or uh, if you're looking for rabbits or by a designer or by a region or by geography. So it's just this incredibly useful tool. Plus, if you have a membership, you can upload as much of your own work used and unused to the site mm -hmm. and have the opportunity to have it published uh, right now. Book uh, number 10 is on the market. Uh, Logo Lounge book 10, ever popular. Uh, book 11, we're probably going to look for a call for entry coming up in the next six to eight months. Uh, so start preparing for that. Great. Really good. And I can just say like to our listeners, I've, you know, when I used to do a lot more logo work than I do now, when I would do that kind of discovery process, I would go out and look for examples. And I've used um, Logo Lounge and I've used some free versions that are competitors. And the Logo Lounge um, selection is always just so much more rich, so much more searchable. Like and just too. there's so much cool. more of it. Yeah. So I highly recommend it, even gracious. though it's paid. If you do a lot of logos, it's it's worth money. I mean, it's, it's a great resource for logo designers. It is for a sure. great resource. It's yeah. worth, absolutely the worth the money for me, for sure. Yeah. And the, and the community of it too, because yeah. I, yeah. I, that's one of the first places we go to reach out to anybody and start a great conversation with, use it in class all the time. Students get a kick out of it because it's like everything you could possibly ask for. And it's spot on. It hey, really is. You know what, mm -hmm. Nick, you're an educator. So let me uh, just mm -hmm. address this real quick because I think it's, um, we also have a program called Logo Lounge Leap, and I know that you're familiar yeah. with it, but Logo Lounge Leap is basically a tool we've set up so that uh, if, and you'll find a Leap link on logolounge.com that if you're an educator, we provide Logo Lounge as a resource to you for free for your students. And it is, uh, they can't upload to it. It's a, it's a read only, but it's highly usable for the uh, influence and inspiration factor and being able to research logos. so um, and, they, and they can each use it. They don't have to be yes, all around yep. one computer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if you're an educator, contact us, and we would love to get you set up so that your students can use it as well. Sounds good. All right, cool. cool. So, so we've got a few questions to get to, but before yeah, we get yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's talk about FreshBooks. We love FreshBooks. Um, you know, if you don't have it by now, I don't know what to tell you. It's amazing. It's, <laughs> you don't want to spend your time sending out handwritten invoices, do you? Or going on PayPal and rewriting, you know, reinventing the wheel every single time. No, you do not. Go to FreshBooks. They make it very easy to send out personalized branded invoices within 30 seconds. I've done it. I've timed it. I've gotten it down to downwards of 25 seconds, you guys, not to brag. <laughs> I'm not quick. Um, and they, yeah. they just look really professional and branded. They take your logo and they apply the colors. It's great from start to finish. Um, they've got multi-currency invoicing. So if you have clients in another country, they automatically calculate it. My favorite, automated late payment reminders. <laughs> they will be the bad cop. They will reach out and say, hey, where's my money when you haven't yep. gotten paid yet? And they they can phrase it like that if you want. They have the... Um, 
the mob. You the can mob put whatever you setting. want. Yeah, well, it'd be nice <laughs> if you're beating money. Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm shows kidding. two fists with yeah. pay up on there. <laughs> I'm kidding. They do not have the mafia setting. They're they're Canadian, which means they're delightfully nice. And they always answer anti mob. Anti mob. Exactly. I love it. I and they love answer it. the phone in three rings or less, so it's great customer service. So. Sweet. All this to say, we have a 30-day unrestricted free trial, of course. So go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. Once again, 30 free days. Uh, and who's to say this ain't going away soon, guys? So maybe you want to get on it. Don't act like we're going to be here forever giving you uh, access <laughs> Could go to FreshBooks. Could go away at any time. That's all I'm saying. So go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. Okay, um, Nick, you got... So the way we should do these, because we're, you know, over an hour now. Do them quick. Let's do yeah. like a lightning round. Quick, quick answers. Okay. Got it. Right. So the first question, these came from Instagram. Thank you, guys. I'll narrow it down because it was pretty specific. Yes. What specific oh, that questions... Wasn't the... Okay. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you quick answers. Seven is the when, answer on the next when... one, by the way. Okay. You ready? Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> when designing a logo, what are those main few questions you ask the client to get a grasp of what they want? Yeah. And you know what? You just asked it, which is, why do you think you're here? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, and it, it's not to try and be smart, but it is to make sure that they understand what the value is of what you're getting ready to prepare for them. So if they come to you and they say, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here because our sales are down. You're kind of going, well, okay, uh-huh. let's, let's kind of break that down. Why are you, you yeah. know, or I'm here because I need a logo. You know, why do you need a logo? Um, yeah. you know, um, uh, make, make sure that they understand this process before you just dive into it. Perfect. Okay. The second one, knowing the dynamic world of how these logos have changed. And like, even we're talking about with RGB and detail and everything, do you still feel it's very important that they have to be, they have to work as a one color black logo from the very beginning before exploring color? No, but let me, let me do this. You know, so I love nothing more than incredibly well-crafted black and white, just, you know, beautifully solid logos. I also understand that I'm a designer. And I, you know, I'm, I'm predisposed like that as you guys are. The public has no issue whatsoever with that terrible shield on the side of the UPS truck that has the gaudy gradations. Guys, I'm just telling you <laughs> that there are things that work that we may not have any love for, but that work just fine. So when, when I'm really having you think about, you know, what does and doesn't work, Keep in mind that we're designers. No, everything doesn't have to be black and white. That the the public is easily um, addressed with shiny things, and mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. you got to make things shiny. Yes, there you go. Those civilians. <laughs> hey, no, it's it, right. but it's good. It's good. Yeah, true. Last one comes from a, a good listener. I think it's Alita. She set some uh, logo lounge love to you, saying she's much appreciates it. Sweet. Uses it in her client work all the time. Excellent. Her biggest question is the initial concepts. How many do you show? I show five to eight. Okay. Cool. There you go. I mean, yeah. and, and we tell clients that uh, too. But that also up means front, right? that I end up having four to seven losers. But I've got the biggest stack of losers here. Um, yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. 
But how do you it's feel? A part like, of, it's I think a part I, of the game. I, I battle with this. I think I battled with this more than any other yep. uh, thing back and forth because if I've done all my homework and I and I've figured out what they want from that questionnaire and everything we talked about, is more than three kind of stretching it to the point where it's filler? Or are, can you solid, solidly say every one of the eight is like? Uh, could be usable. Distinctively different. And, I bat- that's that's my biggest you know, battle. So you know, every, every one of our proposals says you know we'll produce five to eight, and part of that is you know, you guys know you end up producing a lot more work than you ever show. Yeah. And yes. If you guys want to go, yes, to but this is such a great Gardner discussion design, though because I hate find, to leave the client in the yep. dark. I want them to see most of everything. Yep. You're going you're gonna to start to I, see. I, I don't. <laughs> if, you, if you go to Gardner Design under Logo Lounge, yeah. because we upload our outtakes as well, um, yeah. you'll find that the quality level of what we show on any one client is all exceptional. But there's, you know, yeah. there are those, uh, you know, logos that we never even show because it doesn't reach that level. Yes. But let mm-hmm. me kind of step back and say five to eight, you know, I mean, that that's an indiscriminate number that we use. But, yeah. you know, to, yeah. To help a client understand, but guys, if you've only got two exceptional logos, show two. That's it. If yeah. you know, uh-huh. uh, don't. Yeah, it, it's not a marathon. You know, we're not trying to see how many we can throw in here. Right. You know. Yeah. What's your objective? Your objective is to create something that meets the objectives of the client. Yeah. And if it meets those objectives, and you feel really strongly about it, really I walked into a meeting with one before. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a, this might be a great topic to bring you back on, on just in general, sure. because I'm glad you even brought up your gardener designs. Cause I, I still, I love the work you guys put together and we never even talked yeah. about that here, but, um, I know when you were on Joseph Zala's podcast, I think you guys talked a little bit more about gardener yep. and I yep. love that because it's like that you're, you're right, man. It's like, uh, even the, even the alternatives are still solid hundred percent right on. They probably just didn't make well, the final the connection. We'll, we'll get yeah, back together do and just it. do a gardener thing. Yeah, we'll have our a, mid-year, our mid-year awesome. with Bill. Yeah, I'd love I, it. I always love being with you. Well, we love having <laughs> you. Are we the first podcast you've talked to about the trends this year? Or are we behind? Uh, we, do we have the on, scoop? You know, uh, you're, <laughs> Bill? you're the first one that uh, we've <laughs> yes. done since we actually released the report. There was some kind of advanced stuff that we did on a couple of others where we started to talk about parts and pieces. But you've got the full okay. shot. Nice. You we win. got the scoop. Love it. It's all we want. <laughs> we just want the exclusive. Man. Yeah. And we would we would love to have you on again, um, anytime talking anything logos with you, Bill. It's always a the pleasure. Process, even the process would be great. Yeah, yeah. yep. I would love process to. would be yeah, great. Process so, is a great um, thanks thought. Ag- yeah, thanks again for coming on to this, Bill. And I do want to remind you guys listening to keep sending in the listener questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com. And you know we love the audio questions, so um, we're dangerously low on those. I think we might be empty on the audios. So <laughs> even, do even something about an it. Accent. Bacon Bacon accent. Accent. Like, <laughs> like we can't fill in the blanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, Bill. So where can people find you online? What do you want to, anything sure. else you'd like to plug before we go? Nope. I, you know what? Uh, yeah, I will mention just real quick, obviously, um, uh, LinkedIn learning, um, uh, the old lynda.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm one of their talent pool and, uh, authors mm-hmm. and you can actually find this entire trend report, uh, just got released yesterday. Um, or at uh, the end of May. So they can uh, come in and uh, uh, find that on uh, LinkedIn Learning. Okay. You can also uh, catch us up on uh, logolounge.com. We encourage memberships and take a look at us at gardnerdesign.com. So, yeah, I think that's all. 
All right, sounds good. And Sweet. I will. Uh, so everybody, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. Thank <laughs> you.